Welcome to Secret Lowlands Podcast, a digital connecting point, a fresh energy portal into connecting with internal and external worlds, expanding our consciousness and building aligned communities, businesses and projects, using rituals, mindfulness practices, authentic relating, conscious business tools, spirituality and, of course, social media as a manifestation tool. I'm your host, Agle, creative energy guide, visual artist and authentic ritual designer. Welcome to the new dimension. Today I'm going to talk about something very familiar to many of us, especially to those who lead a creative life. Although I believe that everyone is creative and creativity is a natural state of being. Every action of our lives, every act of our lives is creative by default. We all have creative energy surging through us. And yeah, I think that everyone has this gift and everyone can access it. However, some of us might not know how to access it. We might not believe that we can or that we have this gift. And for those who do allow the creativity to be the force in their life, There is a lot of trauma quite often around creativity. I know for sure that it was for me and it still is sometimes. And it still is um, for a lot of people around me. This is why I have created Empowering Ritual Method. It's a method which helps you to move through your creative block, figuring out the strategy and clear techniques and clear practices and rituals would help you to come to the other side with creative power and confidence and ease and quite often when I talk to people they are all struggling with creative block at some point and same for me and it could be quite scary especially if creativity if you rely on your creative gifts for your income and self-realization, self-expression, that could be pretty scary, especially when it happens for the first time and we don't know the right concepts and we don't know the right um, tools uh, to take care of it. So first of all, I just wanted to say that creative energy is just like any energy, is cyclical energy which needs time to express itself it needs time to rest it needs time to regenerate it needs time to be nurtured and fed and we have to treat it as as an extension of ourselves and we need to take care of it we cannot put loads of pressure on it expecting that it's always going to be present especially when we don't take proper care of it so that is one And in order for us to understand our creative cycles, I suggest to 
journal or in any other way which is most convenient for you track your creativity on a daily basis just a little sentence uh, reflecting on how was your creative energy level today and noticing what could have impacted that your environment the people around you events of your life all of these things are constantly playing um, and interfering or enhancing our creativity so it's important to note them and once we do this for a few months in a row we will get quite a good pattern a good idea of a pattern which we have and that could help us to navigate our creative life <laughs> it can help us to plan ahead better it can help us to work from a more intuitive more connected place there are times when our creative energy will be blocked for one or another reason and it might not be just because of its cyclical nature it could be because of a particular trauma it could be because there are some limiting beliefs coming to the surface and therefore we are either not working through them or we're not realizing or it's just taking time because let's be honest it can take time and it will take time these things don't shift overnight and these things happen for us to integrate them and there are days when simply our energy levels are low and that could also impact our creative energy. Overall wellness of our being is also directly connected to our creative energy. Creative energy is responsible for many things, not only for being creative in life, but also for creating life. Yeah, good things to check in with are, of course, your health and, as I said, your cycles and months and seasons and your environment and people you interact with and events of your life. There could be also other reasons like information overload. Sometimes we just feel bombarded with information or we immerse ourselves in information in order to suppress particular parts of ourselves, um, trying to avoid, feel particular things or take action because maybe we are afraid. There are deeper things which might impact our creative energy. However, over the years, I have noticed that there are some rituals which help to access creative energy and I want to talk about a few of them. I see these rituals not only as a way to connect deeper with my creative energy or creative spirit um, but also just connect deeper with myself, with my intuition, with my source, with my inner knowing because after all it's all interconnected. So first, most obvious one for me probably would be meditation. You can choose, there are so many types of meditations and it's so personal which meditation practice method would work best for you. So it's really up to you to figure out. I would say the easiest path might be just finding guided meditation which you really feel comfortable with 
And going with that, I'm sure that if you type in on YouTube guided meditation, you'll be um, gifted with loads of sources. Simply entering a moment of stillness with an intention to connect with your intuition, with your inner guidance, with your creative energy, without expectation, but with intention. I feel like quite often we immerse ourselves into our day-to-day lives, consuming a lot of information, exchanging our experiences with a lot of people and not leaving space for our inspiration, our creativity to come to us, for the messages, the impulses to come to us. If I am engaged all day from early morning to late at night, if I'm highly engaged in external distractions, I call them distractions because they're distracting us from our inner voice our inner guidance if we are engaged in the outer for the whole day then we leave no space at all for our creativity to really surface and let's just say that creativity does normally not come from our mental thinking that okay now I will sit down and I will have to be creative well that at least that's definitely not how it works for me I think maybe it works for others like that maybe I saw people just sitting down and being able to write things out but for me the creativity really comes when I am immersed in some form of self-connecting practice so meditation is a perfect place because I am completely in stillness trying to surrender to the present moment and allowing whatever has to surface to surface and observe that and quite often amazing things come (laughs) in those moments Uh, wonderful ideas wonderful impulses so yeah definitely recommend a meditation practice the other practice the other ritual is going to a beautiful cozy coffee shop This one might be an obvious one as a lot of creatives uh, spend their time in cafes with their laptops and I'm sure that a lot of coffee owners, coffee shop owners are not fans of these people but it is true that once you get yourself ready, once you dress up, because you know quite often we can work from home in our pajamas and that is not necessarily the right energy to access our creative energy Um, when we get dressed up when we get ready when we put our favorite notebooks pens and everything into our bag and we go to the coffee shop and we are surrounded by all these energies by all the hustle and bustle of a little cafe by the smell of coffee and we can treat ourselves with some sweet dessert as well and a cup of delicious speciality coffee that can also be such a brilliant boost for us to access that creative energy as if we give ourselves an opportunity to channel some sort of artist we know and admire Think of all those artists in Paris when they used to sit in the cafes and just 
drink or smoke and discuss wonderful things and write their beautiful books or when I lived in Edinburgh there are a few cafes where J.K. Rowling was writing Harry Potter and I would pass them by when I would go to work and I would also keep on hearing stories about it and I would also tell the stories because I used to work in a in a museum where we would give tours of Edinburgh from this antique Victorian camera obscura so we do we would tell people the story of Harry Potter because obviously Edinburgh is known for it too the whole city feels like Hogwarts yeah it's pretty inspiring so I would walk down the streets of Edinburgh I'd go to cafes and I would imagine J.K. Rowling writing brilliant ideas wonderful books and she would be inspired by everything around her in Edinburgh by the names of the streets, the names on gravestones from the um, graveyard in the city center, which I went to many times and I did see those names which she used in her book. And just absolutely beautiful how she used that magical vibe of Edinburgh and added even more magic from her imagination and created such masterpiece. Um, so yeah, going to a cafe, wherever you live, of course, you might not live in Edinburgh, but you might live in some other unique place. Now, as I think about my own birthplace, I never saw it as unique or beautiful, some sort of post-Soviet Russian <laughs> sad little town. But even now, if I was there, I could get myself, if I was just allowing myself to access creative energy, I could get myself in the energy of the town and I'm sure that I would get inspired even talking about it and thinking the stories I could write or things I could create about that place. Every place has its own unique magic. Some of the magic can be bright magic and some of it can be dark magic, you know. So the choice and the imagination is yours. So there are no limits to it. Third ritual I have on my agenda is dancing and dancing just for the sake of fun, just for shaking your body, moving your blood around your body a bit and for having fun and enjoying your favorite music. Just doing this, I'm sure like having a little break from whatever we do out during the day and just doing this can make a huge difference because we allow our body to be creative and move in the way which it wants and it feels best for it we are exploring the space around us the crazier the movement the better and we can shake up all the energy so not only that is physically um, very good for us to shake up but also even our mind could access different pathways in our brain as we are constantly in a problem-solving mind and sometimes we might get stuck in particular pathways but when we remove ourselves from the problem from the situation we're in and we go and do com something completely different our brain is still trying to solve that problem but now we're using completely different environment for it and it can be very inspiring and I can just give you an example although I know I talked about dancing but I just want to give you an example of another physical activity which really teaches me a lot I started practicing playing tennis not too long ago and 
I have to learn about I play tennis and I don't I'm not good at it at all but when I play tennis I am constantly faced with failure I am constantly failing and failing and failing and I noticed how little failure tolerance I have and how I want to give up and I get triggered all the time and I realized that this is completely exactly same pattern of mine when I do any other work in my life and playing tennis and getting myself familiar with uh, failure and being okay failing and trying my best to just move on and not get triggered but be accepting towards myself or failing is then resulting in everything else I do Um, so we can always interchange our experiences in order to achieve the results we want we don't have to try solve the problem in the place we're in we can take a different activity and we don't even need to think about it but naturally the integration happens so I just wanted to invite you to try that and then we move to the fourth ritual which is drawing drawing or painting or just using colors to express your mood or whatever you feel whatever it feels to me this is just so amazing it's just you know for our inner children they love playing they love drawing I mean every time I play with kids they just love drawing and coloring and this was such a brilliant opportunity for me when I worked with kids to always access my own inner child because I could just sit and draw for hours and combine those colors in different ways this is just like my favorite activity and we're doing it just for the purpose of playing and again using um, particular circuits of our brain in order to access our creative energy our free flow our intuition our inner child and playfulness so i cannot recommend this more What can be more fun than playing with colors? I don't know. For me, it's just so, so much fun. And again, as being an adult, I don't do this enough. Although I did buy a watercolor set and I did a little drawing not long ago, but still I feel like I could do more of this. Just as a form of meditation, let's say you want to get in your deep flow state where you feel truly focused and creative. Um, a good thing before that could be just do drawing for a little bit and just exploring the colors I think for me and maybe for many of you who are listening this could also be a little bit traumatic Uh, not now but maybe you have some trauma around drawing I definitely do or did when I was little I would be you know just as any child exploring expressing myself through colors and drawing and I've been told quite a few times that I don't know how to do it or I like I'm not talented and stuff and this was so like I don't think you can do anything more cruel to a child than to tell them that they are not talented to do something playful and for fun like we were always trained to do things for a particular purpose or a reason if you're drawing you are practicing to become an artist and that's it you don't just draw because for fun that was not a thing if you keep on drawing then well you must be planning to be an artist maybe and go to um, an, an art school or something if you don't then what's the purpose of it don't uh, waste your energy on the things which will, will not help you to pass your exams 
that would be kind of the mentality I'm coming from. So for me, drawing was a huge uh, block. But <laughs> the rebel I am, I still was like, fuck you all. I'm just going to be doing whatever the fuck I want. I, I started when I was 16. I came back to drawing. I was like, give me those oil paints. I'm just going to do my thing. And I started exploring. And then because um, my head teacher was an artist and she was like, quite a well-known and good I mean she is she still is an artist a very beautiful person and she said oh you're really good at mixing colors like I really love how you combine the colors and that was a nice thing to say you know so that kind of encouraged me to explore more my um, my joy in drawing and uh, and painting and just exp and just having fun and then my parents recognized that as well and they got me an easel when I was 16 years old because they were like oh she really must like that even though m my mom was the one who said that um, I'm not that talented and my actually and my head teacher as well so I think this is it's such a shame because I think that every child should be allowed to explore and do whatever they want and they don't have to be talented or become a master masterful artists just uh, to play with colors you know and uh, sometimes you are introduced to techniques which are completely not for you like for me I remember doing all the um, pencil work still life and all that kind of stuff was not for me being expressive through color and forms and shapes and abs abstract kind of art was so joyful so here you go different people have different things that give them joy and I would definitely recommend for you to explore this as well just as a form of meditation now the fifth ritual I have is taking care of plants yeah I know this is such a strange one entering a space of completely letting go of whatever creativity you're working on whatever you're thinking trying doing just tend to the living beings around you that can communicate with you in a form of everything else but language I think that is something unique or going outside and just connecting with whatever um, life uh, is there something else but humans let's say that could also be a truly beautiful experience because witnessing other life form uh, in front of you and experiencing it can awaken your own creative energy awaken your own intuition your inner guidance so uh, taking a long walk in nature can also complement taking care of plants um, in that category of connecting with the world the green world around us now a uh, next ritual morning pages so this is a way to access your creativity offered by julia cameron it's an author of the book the artist's way so she writes about morning pages in her book and she suggests every um, creative person or whoever <laughs> every person who wants to create to do morning pages in the morning so when you wake up in the morning before you do anything just sit down and lay down all your thoughts whatever comes to you whatever 
the stupid, the shitty, the negative, whatever it is, you can just do this free flow writing. I've heard as well that free flow writing is another form of meditation because you can um, remove your, you can detach yourself from your ego and you can become, you can enter the state of observer and it can be very, very healing as well. So, I have done that in the past and I really saw the results of writing and free flow writing, allowing yourself. And it might not be natural at the beginning and you might feel resistance to it. But if you dedicate yourself just to like any practice, try and be patient. I'm sure that some interesting ideas and thoughts will come through that free flow, even if it starts with completely random stuff. You might start noticing some links with your dreams and your daily emotions or struggles or quests whatever so yeah I definitely recommend and of course reading this book is a good way to go as well um, especially because the next um, thing I have on my list is going on an artist's date so it is also suggested by Julia Cameron in her book The Artist's Way going on, a, on an artist's date so creating something very special for yourself and uh, inviting yourself to maybe go to a place you've never been have a picnic somewhere beautiful just by yourself and allow yourself to create that space for yourself to enter this relationship with your creativity um, with this force an invisible force which we all have by creating beautiful container for it to surface but not putting too much pressure for it just being playful about it so yes going taking a different path than we normally do trying out a new recipe and planning a beautiful evening for yourself um, all of these things and many more you can try out i'm gonna put a little file for you to download if you feel like you lack some inspiration I have made a list of all sorts of um, artist date rituals you can create for yourself so you can access the link in the show notes below and download it and use it for your playful moments on your artist date and the last one I have for you is randonauting. So a year ago, I was introduced to it and I thought, wow, this is so cool. I made a YouTube video. I'm not sure if it's still available. I think it is. You can check it out. You can check other people's YouTube videos on randonauting. It's, it's quite of a concept to explain, but basically you can get this app which generates a random coordinate for you and you can almost uh, set an intention as you're generating uh, a coordinate. And um, people say that you might have a way to influence the coordinate that is being generated for you because of quantum physics. 
And yeah, you can go so deep into this rabbit hole, but I just want to say that it's a fun experience just because you are guided in a random place and a good practice is to just observe everything on your way. And quite a lot of people claim that they've experienced something completely crazy and scary sometimes or super fun and magical. And I think this is just one of those nice ways to play with our perception and with the fact that we there are so many things that we don't know and that there are so many illusions and so many signs and metaphors and just overall magic that we can engage in day-to-day lives especially when we lose our connection with that when we are so distracted by our daily worries that we forget the magic that exists around us and here are my go-to rituals for accessing my creativity if there are any amazing rituals that you use which i haven't mentioned here it would be so cool to to hear them i would love to know so please uh, get in touch let me know drop me an email i have prepared a beautiful notion template for everyone who's feeling a little bit blocked in their creative energy and their self-confidence if you follow this um, enchanted empowered state guidebook you must be able to access the magic and there's plenty of advice for you to really create a beautiful space with loads of tips and inspirational material videos music journaling prompts and ideas for the artist date so i highly recommend to check it out it's in the show notes you can also access it uh, using my website at egle-slowlands.com slash empowered and you will get beautiful enchanting empowered state guidebook thank you so much for listening to this episode for connecting with me in such intimate and beautiful way I send you love